this week on Androids and Aliens. Hey, Chubas, look like you got yourself in a bit of trouble. What happened over here? We were attacked in open space. We can uh, tow you back to Absalom Station. The Sarissa completes her maiden voyage. This is Absalom Traffic Control. Shuttle Sunrise Maiden, what is your cargo and destination? This is a Starship Sarissa. Check your transponder codes, they're out of date. And the Starfinder Society pays its respects. Welcome home, Starfinders, and your new friend. I'm very saddened to hear of the loss of your captain. I knew this mission would be dangerous, but I was hoping you would all return safely. But the good doctor gets bad news. Friss is kind of panicking right now. It's like, shock. Just curses under his breath. He knows that he, he's, he's fucked. He's fucked now. Can the crew stay one step ahead of their enemies? She was sent to murder us. She left the rock alive. Curious, do you know who put the hit out on you? No, she would not say who her buyer was. The adventure continues. We should have named our ship Kumquat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now that's a character worth remembering. (laughs) (laughs) Forever. No. I meant to bring this up last week, and I forgot after reading it on the boards. Are you at all shocked that no one at the table considered naming the ship the Donovan? Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I thought about that after the fact, and I was just like, oh, that was kind of a missed opportunity. But I was so excited. Like, I thought of the, the Sarissa. I thought of that name, like, months ago. You know, when we were getting drunk off that moonshine in the, yep. the old studio. <laughs> and like, I got so I excited, and I was just like, I was so locked in. And then I was just like, oh, wait, yeah, maybe that would have been a <laughs> thing to do. The, the dead captain or Did something. you see the other suggestion, which was the return of the Mac? That's good, too. That's pretty good. Aww. I mean, to be fair, this is the ship that killed her. Would we really want to name it after her? Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, then again, like, that is, that is a tradition in some culture. To murder somebody and then name your ship after Yeah, them? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you take <laughs> upon their spirit. Uh, mm. I also think it's important to look forward to the future and not yeah. get ever not- talk or think about Mac again. No, <laughs> never acknowledge, <laughs> right. like erase all of her then records of her from from the ship's archives. Exactly, like she was never there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's the that's that's the best way to move on. <laughs> yeah. There's no there's no, bo- there's no body. There's no body. There's no body. So who's to say she ever existed at all? That's oh true. my god, that's oh. so sad. It's like a tree falling in the woods. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Except in this case, it was us murdering our own captain. <laughs> With a spaceship on an asteroid. Spaceship on an asteroid. (laughs) Yeah, and she has like five billion childrens and grandchildren all over the galaxy. So Genghis Khan. So. I, yeah. For a minute, though, I thought you were going to say she has five billion credits, and I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, Wait, turn the time? ship around! <laughs> <laughs> it's buried Search. under a T. It's buried under a big T. <laughs> Search that crater." She ne- I mean, she never made a will, though. She never made a will, so uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, I always, I always thought that she was rich, and I think Troy agreed with me on that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe she, cash poor. But- maybe she had a will, but it was in her back pocket. <laughs> yeah, I keep it close to me, just in case. <laughs> yes, because in this future space world, they only. Keep wills on paper. Right. That's, That's right. how they do it. She was old fashioned. And now she's dead. Very old. Uh, I, I do agree. The Sarissa is cooler. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to bring it up. Eleanor, you're in a different seat today. You're at the head of the table facing me, and it's mm-hmm. very strange. You're 
you look so tiny over there. Oh, same to <laughs> Is you. Is your Troy. seat lower? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a booster? <laughs> yeah, do you have a pillow? Uh, let me see what I have back here. <laughs> if they still made phone books, we could give you one of those. To <laughs> right. They do drop off a stack of every year at my apartment building. <laughs> and they, they do? Stay, they still do? And they stay wrapped in plastic and unopened until the super finally throws them out several months later. <laughs> yeah, see, why would you waste <laughs> Um, so last week you were attacked right after leaving the Drift Rock by a suspicious Yoxian vessel. Yeah. It maimed you. It was not our finest hour. No. No. It was called the Can Carver, though, so it that's appropriate. It was the Can Carver, yes. Uh, and it just gave one final shot and then took off. It was kind of mean. What was their plan? What is an Yoxian ship doing coming after you this is now two eoxian ships now obviously we know that the first one was helmed by clara 247 who was hired by someone to take you out you made a deal with her go back say we're dead right now we'll see how that's going to turn out when you show up very much not dead but in the meantime you are floating here in space what goes through your mind what's happening captain (sighs) Uh, I'd say Kreska's uh, uh, pretty disappointed in herself. <laughs> in the ship. They're going to say in her crew, in her crew as well. <laughs> Mostly yeah. in her crew. Uh, uh, also, I think like, how how what, I think we need a situation report. We need to talk to Howie about how if, how badly are we maimed? Can we get repairs underway? Like, what's our deal? Are we stuck here? Are we going to have to hail for help? Yeah. Flag down a cab. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, um, get towed to a gas station. I think, I think PG is since she's new to this whole team. I think she is, um, you know, I don't know if everyone's gathered around in the bridge or something and they're just, I don't know what we're doing right now, are we? Sweating. Sweating and sitting there being like, what? And so PJ, I think, is going to be, <laughs> it's going to be like, well, um, I'm, uh, that was very shameful. I'm very ashamed of this. This is the least competent crew I've ever been around. <laughs> <laughs> but um and then she's gonna pull out a fork with her tail that she found in the galley and be like, um but in order to reveal you or relieve you from this shame, I think I can slit your throats with this uh, fork. Uh, it <laughs> might hurt, but I think it could get the job done. And I'll do it for ten credits. <laughs> Thank you for the offer, PG. But shame is kind of our thing. <laughs> That's our thing, yes. Shame and inadequacy. It was shameful flying. You are not wrong. I'm embarrassed as well. It was awful. 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 The flying, the piloting in particular. We had a plan. Garbage! Joe and I sat down. We, we mapped out all those plans. Yeah. We didn't really use them. No. Attack pattern alpha. Attack pattern alpha. <laughs> didn't, work out. didn't do shit. Plans never stand up to a, uh, a die in Joe's hand. That's right. That's true. Well, you, <laughs> know what I, you know what Eisenhower Unless the said. plan is failure. <laughs> Plans are useless, but planning is essential. Yeah. Oh. We did a lot of planning. and Roger it Eisenhower. Roger. <laughs> Lesser known. Yes. Cousin. Third cousin. <laughs> Third cousin. <laughs> From another mother. Um, Billy Eisenhower. <laughs> Howie, uh, Howie chimes in. Uh, Captain, uh, you were asked me to let you know if any ships are coming towards us. There is another ship. Uh, oh, no. Oh, uh, making its way towards your six. Oh, my God. It's a final blow. Yeah. <laughs> really take us out. They are sending you a hailing frequency. Oh, yay. I'm viewer. And you see two Yosokis. 
Uh, One of them has an eye patch. Oh, uh, no. And they're dressed. They kind of look like uh, they look like pirates, but they're not really pirates. They're just dressed in like uh, for, for dirty garb for a costume party. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're on their way to a costume party, <laughs> fancy dress party. <laughs> Cut, like a skull and crossbones hat, <laughs> a fake fake parrot on his shoulder, <laughs> a plastic <laughs> saber. Uh, <laughs> uh, they come up and they're like, uh, "Hey, Chubas, look like you got yourself in a bit of trouble." <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> what happened over here? We were, we were attacked in open space. I can see that. Uh, well, may I ask where you're heading? We're heading back to Absalom Station. Back to Absalom Station? Doesn't look like you're going to be able to get there anytime soon, Jubaz. <laughs> can you offer help or will you just mock us further? Oh, no, we can offer you help. Uh, what, maybe for uh, 200 credits, yeah? We can uh, tow you back to Absalom Station? We'll give you half now. Half when we reach Absalom Station. He confers with his other pirate buddy. (laughs) (laughs) He's dressed as a maiden in distress. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chubas, that sounds good to us. Send that hundred over right now, and you can, like, digitally send them a hundred credits. Wait, I've got a sound for that. No, I don't. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) Uh, We received it. (laughs) Yep, just came through. All right, uh, just put your uh, car in neutral. Put your ship in neutral. And uh, (laughs) this uh, Yosoki wrecker ship just uh, rolls around and sends out some tow cables and begins towing you back to Absalom Station. It was very lucky that you came by. Ah, yes, it looked like you weren't getting anywhere anytime soon. Did you see the battle? Ah, uh, no, we heard the battle, but we did not see it. Because sound waves travel in space, yes, makes perfect sense. Yes, we had a... a, a our frequency was trained on this exact spot. <laughs> <laughs> they have some sort of, like, scheme set up with this uh, corpse fleet ship That's to just I'm disable right. people yeah. and yeah. make yeah. money yeah. off of yeah. it. They send them a hundred credits. That's <laughs> <laughs> a really inefficient way to make money. Captain, can I ask you, out of curiosity, have you, ever, have you heard any reports recently? Of Eoxian vessels penetrating packed space. Ah, uh, no, they're not allowed out here, as far as I know. Interesting. Well, thank you very much. Yes. We're By the way, uh, when Friss hears that they're speaking in, with a trencher accent, he <laughs> he ducks out, like he gets away, like so he's not visible on so screen. He's not visible. Yeah. Yeah. He's hiding under his console. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just like crawls into a like a footlocker. <laughs> yeah, they definitely. You, you could pick up a little bit of a trencher uh, yeah. in their in their dialect. Um, so Frisk goes and hides under the console. After you know an hour or so, you are uh, you can see the lights of Absalom Station uh, glowing closer and closer, uh, and they are able to set you on a course that will pull your ship uh, the rest of the way in. You get close enough that you get hailed uh, by Absalom Station traffic control. Uh. It's a long hail. Really long. <laughs> Somebody pick that up. Pick it up. <laughs> Somebody answer the hail, please. <laughs> this is Absalom Traffic Control. Shuttle Sunrise Maiden. What is your cargo and destination? This is a Starship Sarissa. Check your transponder codes. They're out of date. <laughs> Do you have a code clearance? 
It's an old coat. I was about to clear them. <laughs> Shall I hold them? Uh, and who I'm may I? the mission. I shouldn't have come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and who may I ask is your captain? This is Captain K. Captain K. Um, could you please let me know the other uh, members of your crew? Kreska looks around. Why? This is a standard procedure. We need to make sure we know who you are before you uh, get you on a docking bay. We're on an official mission from the Starfinder Society. Check with them. The Starfinder Society, you say? Yes. Is there an android, a Yasoki, and a... Whatever that woman is. <laughs> <laughs> the, one, the one with the tail. <laughs> is there an android, a Yasoki, and a Lashunta with you? Perhaps. Why do you ask? There's a pause on the end of the other end. My apologies. Uh, please direct your ship to docking bay A-22. You've been given priority docking, and all docking fees are waived. Welcome oh, home, wow. team. <laughs> Welcome oh. home, Starfinders. Much appreciated. <laughs> so you get pulled in uh, through this, like, tractor beam uh, into docking bay A-22. <laughs> As you're coming in, I imagine if you're looking uh, out the, you know, the the window of the front there, you see there's like a crowd starting to gather around oh. the dock. Do you disembark? Like, oh, man. <laughs> this is bad. We were yeah, trying bad. to stay under yeah. the radar. Yeah, yeah. PG, PG is like, I thought you said that you were wanted to keep under the radar. I this is not our decision. Something is happening here out of our control. We need the one of us. Who's not trying to hide from, you know, the authorities to go out and talk to them? I say we send PG out first. <laughs> yeah. I think she should be the new leader. <laughs> and they just kill her like in the day the earth stood still. She's got a tail! Shoot her! Uh, uh, no, you know what? Dax is all right. He'll, he'll head out just because he, um, they, they're already on to him. I mean, this became clear when we went to astral extractions I mean they were talking to him directly and mm -hmm. so he's like so much for flying under their radar they're all over it Friss is uh, going through the cargo holds and the, the, the staterooms just trying to cobble together some kind of disguise looking for a pirate outfit <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kreska puts on a mustache yeah <laughs> a fake mustache and glasses he yeah. comes out he looks like one of the three musketeers right <laughs> um, Dax will come out Dax comes out yeah. All right, so you come out there, Dax, 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 can I have your autograph? <laughs> There's like a small crowd of onlookers really? and reporters rushing up to you. Uh, uh, what, what happened out there? Is it true that the crew was turned into space zombies? Where, where's Dr. Fritz? Uh, we can we have your autograph, Dax? Uh, oh, Dax. my God. Uh, uh, they're uh, just like asking for statements, asking for autographs, confirmation of conspiracy theories. Everyone's just yelling at you. Where, where's, where's Captain K? Uh, I'm I'm sorry. We must speak to Jizkiss. We cannot speak without speaking with him first. No comment. <laughs> no yeah. comment. There's just microphones being stuck in your face. No comment. And you're he lifts his artillery laser. <laughs> you're providing. <laughs> since you're a mechanical, you're like providing feedback. So they pull the mic back. <laughs> like, trying to find that sweet spot. In the background, is, uh, is it just Axe out there at this point? Or does anyone join him? Uh... I mean, if they know our names, I guess Kreska will, will step out as well. Mm -hmm. Kreska says, ah, oh, the crowd goes crazy when you come out. They start cheering. People are, like, reaching over, trying to get your autograph. She puts up her hood and just tries to put her hand in the face of all the cameras. Station <laughs> security is holding them back, obviously, but the reporters are sticking their mics through. Uh, what about Mei Shun? 
God, May Shun wants to use her disguise kit and just kind of hide away, but if they really know all of our names... Yeah, the Starfinder Society must have leaked it. She's going to walk out with her hood over her head, um, and then as she walks out, she's just going to kind of slowly take it off and kind of look at the crowd. She's kind of thinking in the back of her head, maybe, maybe I'll be safe by my lack of anonymity. Maybe by being surrounded by all these people in such a known quantity, mm. it'll have the reverse effect. It'll have the same effect as trying to hide in the shadows. So she's kind of like, but very meek and meager about it. And they start cheering. Masha! Masha! You see all these fanboys swoon. Woo! <laughs> I'm exuding more pheromones than normal. <laughs> what about uh, Dr. Friss? Well, Friss is kind of panicking right now. He's like, shock! And he's like, just curses under his breath and he's like he knows that he he's he's fucked he's fucked now they, he heard them use his name mm-hmm. so he just like comes out like he takes his like goggles off and um just comes out with his head down and just doesn't look anyone in the eye and again cheers from the crowd <laughs> yeah. sign my chest <laughs> <laughs> We have a stepladder for you to reach it. They <laughs> got like little, little signs with uh, pictures of you on it. They're holding up. Dr. Friss, Dr. Friss. Uh, what about PG? Yeah, so this is interesting. They're not shouting her name, right? No. Hmm. So I think... I think... I want, I want her to stay back on the ship. But the metagaming part of me is like, I probably shouldn't split with my team, right? The ship begins <laughs> taking off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my hope is that everyone, everyone sort of surrounds and follows the group. And so she's going to maybe walk 50 feet behind them and try to, like, try to... Slip out of the ship? Melt into the crowds, like, a little bit, like, as if... As if because I don't, I don't think anyone would pay much attention to her. It's her hope, even though... I mean, Maroquais are probably not that common, mm-hmm. but still common enough on Absalom Station mm-hmm. um, that she could potentially slip in. So you come out... You know, I imagine, like, Dax came down the ramp, yeah. and that's where the crowd started coming up. Security's holding you back, back and then Kay, and then Mayshun, and then Friss hanging his head, and, like, you maybe came and stood at the top of the ramp, yeah. and then came down and just went off to the side yeah. a little bit. As you come out, you all notice uh, in the background of this docking bay, uh, there's a huge television screen uh, playing the nightly news. Fanavision. And you see yourselves in the background. Awful. Live. This is awful. Surrounded by the crowd. Oh, my God. And in the foreground of the shot, reporting on your return, is Roger Glipper. Amazing. Suit. And uh, green head with two tentacle eyes on stalks. <laughs> and you see Roger Glipler is like, All of Absalom Station is abuzz with the return of the so-called Drift Rock 4. <laughs> Distribution Android X-19, Meshad Vanya, Dr. Kundatu Friss, and Chris Kaletha the Unnamed are being given a hero's welcome back to the station, and for good reason. <laughs> After bravely searching the remnants of the ghost-shipped Acreon, they discovered that the missing mining crew was wiped out by a group of creatures known as Akatas. Those who were not outright killed were turned into zombies as the larvae of these horrible creatures hatched inside of their brainstems, turning them into mindless, bloodthirsty undead. (laughs) 
Our heroes then made their way through Zero-G to the Drift Rock, facing continuously escalating danger within, including the aforementioned zombies, as well as a horrible creature from the Drift known as a Garagakal that claimed the life of one brave crew member. As the team faced certain death at the hands of this abomination, the now late Captain McCullivan Donovan, it cuts to like a younger picture of Mac drinking sherry at a diplomatic function. Oh. <laughs> no, <Wild as>, footage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, old footage, black and white. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Known as Mac to her friends, laid down her life to save her crew in a brave display of self-sacrifice to ensure the creature's demise. She leaves behind 19 children and 306 grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> she really is like Genghis Khan. Like Genghis Khan. Like 200 years from now, like yep. a quarter of the galaxy's population will be able to trace their lineage yep. to Mac Donovan. Yep. <laughs> Also on this mysterious rock, they came upon the android mercenary known as Clara 247. Oh, How do they know oh, everything? New reports have surfaced to show that the android was the assassin behind a number of unsolved murders across the pack worlds. As he's saying this, it's showing like a video package of you guys the whole time. You see video of you exploring the ship. You see video of you uh, killing the economy. Because we had the drone with us, right? That was like, no, we, you, you shot you, it. You shot but it. I shot it, yeah. And yet, footage is appearing from after the drone went oh, down. What? Killing the zombies, killing the Akatas. Oh. It very suspiciously doesn't show anything about Dr. Friss uncovering that uh, Eoxian mm. in the ship. Oh, okay. They control the media. However... <laughs> <laughs> Now, this is very strange. As he mentions Clara 247, it cuts to uh, an image of Dax shooting his artillery laser, and then it cuts to Clara 247 getting crushed by the blast, followed by a close-up on her face as she dies. <gasps> oh. What? They've got great cameras in the future. That's amazing. But I, I Amazing always... editing. <laughs> yeah. And it looks like you shot Dax and killed, killed her. her. Of utmost significance was their uncovering of some sort of ancient technology aboard the rock, and opportunists across the galaxy are already maneuvering to find some way to profit off these extraordinary findings. Could this discovery spell great hope for the future of all sentient species, or is it a harbinger of inevitable doom that will destroy us all? After the break, I sit down with Chef Zorlax the Destroyer <laughs> to find out what goes into making the perfect omelet. <laughs> this is Roger Glifflorp reporting. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Dax is stunned. 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 There's footage of you on the drift rock. First shot that. Uh, little uh, drone that was following you around like when you were still exploring the ship. The Acreon, yeah. And then there's footage of you killing Clara 247. The like crowds what, what are... angle is it, is it coming from? Can we deduce where the camera was by the angle that it shows? You, you see, at certain points, you see every single one of you in the shot. Right. So wow. this is, there had to be an, another an invisible, an invisible drone. drone. Is, wow. there, is there any footage from the, the uh, Sarissa? No footage from the Sarissa. From aboard the Sarissa. Yeah. That's our safe space. Mm. Interesting. Um, yeah, probably because Howie would have been able to pick it out then. Don't you think? I always suspected that they were streaming stuff back, right? I called it. You d- well, you didn't well, say they it. Did out loud. They did several times. They also said oh, they you were did? doing watch your Watch your mouth. You know, Dax. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Good call. But, well, I didn't realize that that little drone... I mean... 
I, I don't know how they do it. Yeah, and you'd have to imagine with this entire crowd of onlookers that all knows your name and holding up signs of you that the entire time you've been gone, they've been streaming this. That's so intrusive. This is very now, intrusive. Has, I didn't sign any releases. No. Is there a benefit, perhaps, <laughs> no. to the Pathfinder Society to have us look like heroes out there? Are they on hard times? Is there any reason why this would be broadcast like this? This seems like a public relations move, like a wag the dog type of moment almost, you know what I mean? Well, the Starfinder Society had nothing to do with it as far as you know. Right. Gavilask Nor is the one that gave you the camera. Uh, gave you the camera to follow you around because mm. he wanted to use this footage to help in his arbitration. What you didn't know was that this was being broadcast live as well. I'm sure he had his reasons. He might be someone you want to talk to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is he trying to do? We should definitely talk to him and tell him all about how we uh, opened up the box and then lost it. (laughs) Oh, man. And we have no idea. No idea, right? Does anybody have any idea? Where who oh. took that ship? Who took our ship? No, my, my original there was the space goblins, but we met their entire crew. Right, yeah. right. There would be the it goblins. wasn't Kumquat. It wasn't Kumquat. No. Poor Kumquat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there we is... should have named our ship Kumquat. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, the stewards start coming forward. Now that's a character worth remembering. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. Forever. Some of the uh, the stewards come forward, and uh, they offer you uh, passage out of there to break through the crowd. I'm assuming you want to yeah. lock up the yeah. ship and get the hell out of there. Uh, so they get you out of there and bring you to, like, a safe room. Uh, and when you're ready, you can... You're back on Absalom Station. You are back on Absalom Station. Wow. wow. Oh, my God. So many things. What to, do you want to do? Uh, well, I mean, I want to talk to the Starfinder Society. Yeah, I, I want to there first. Friss definitely wants to find out who's responsible for broadcasting all of our identities and our activities. Mm-hmm. That's the first, very first thing that he wants to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we suspect it's the Eoxians. And uh, what's his name? Gevalask Nor. Yeah, Gevalask Nor. Yeah. I mean, we could go right there if we want yeah, to have yeah. a confrontation with him right out of the exactly. gate. I we could do that. Do we need any advice? I want to speak to Noah! Do we need any advice on how to approach him now that That's we've That's why I want to go to the Starfinder yeah. Society, like, to try to figure out And there was why. also a, uh, you know, he did promise you a reward. Obviously, things didn't go according to plan, but uh, you might get that reward. 500 credits, I think. Oh, right, 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 right. That was in addition to the base reward, right? 500 was just for the... Uh, no, no, that was Chizkisk who gave you the bonus. Oh. Yeah, Chizkisk gave you the bonus. Okay. And then no, I think it was... Greedy son of a bitch! No, he's right. We, would gotten a, we, we negotiated more money. money for him for the... the it was 500 each and then another 500 if we brought the thing back. But we didn't bring right. the thing back. Question, yeah. question. Uh, did we put the the uh, item, the Eoxian item, the casket, whatever, where we found the old lady, old, old lady Eoxian, did we put that on the old ship, the hippocampus? Yeah. Yeah, so when that ship took off, it w- took her and a bunch of Noqual with it. Okay. <coughs> and what, was, what is Noqual th- again? Is it a seed? It's like the shards that they leave from their cocoons. It's yeah. a valuable right. space metal. And yeah. it's, it's a commodity in this game, so we actually get, like, full value for it as opposed to equipment. Right. Yep. So, uh, so what do you want to do? Man, I want to speak to this Gavilas Noor. I want to find out if he's the one responsible for telling the whole fucking world who I am. Perhaps we should first check in with the Starfinder Society and know what they know before we go confront Noor. We don't have Captain Mac anymore, diplomat to diplomat. We might be better served knowing a little bit more about these power players before we go in. Speaking with Jizkisk might give us some angle 
to work for the Eoxian before speaking with him. I also want to confront him as soon as possible for broadcasting a lie that I had killed another android that I went out of my way not to. So, uh, yeah, let's do Starfinder. (laughs) Vote. Want to vote? Raise your hands. Starfinder Society, raise your hands. Great for audio. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's a surprising result. Interesting. That is a very surprising result. All right, and then for Eox. (laughs) Oh, 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 wow. I did not see that coming. I I didn't vote. I'm the tiebreaker. (laughs) (laughs) The president pro tem of the podcast. All right, Starfighter Society it is. <laughs> it's time to visit Jizkiss. <laughs> to be clear, it was Grant, Matthew, and Joe voted for Starfighter Society. Skid voted for Eox. And Delia. Ellie and Troy abstained. They abstained courteously. All right, so you go there. Same setup in the, uh, the tower. I think it's called the Sunrise or the Blue Rise Tower. I can't remember. Yes. Um, and uh, you ask for a meeting, and you are sent in priority here. He is excited to see you. Uh, so you walk in. Again, this is a Sheeran, uh, referred to in this case as they. Uh, there's three different sexes in the Sheeran race. This is a they. Um, and he's got those, those long antennae that are just kind of like bobbing back and forth independently, uh, dressed uh, in the garb of a Starfinder. Uh, and he welcomes you in and is really excited to know, like, and again, he's speaking to you all telepathically. Welcome home, Starfinders, and your new friend. I am very saddened to hear of the loss of your captain. I knew this mission would be dangerous, but I was hoping you would all return safely. That said, I am quite interested to know of your findings aboard the ship and aboard the Drift Rock. Let me ask you a question first. Do you know anything about how it is that they got that footage of us, that they broadcast the entire fucking station? Yes, that is quite curious. I can tell you I had nothing to do with it. I do not know if Ambassador Noor perhaps had something to do with it, but he is a well-respected diplomat here aboard the station. Sense motive. 23. 23. Yeah, you, you get the sense that he's telling the truth. Okay. Mm-hmm. They, they're telling the truth. Okay. Well, we can tell you what didn't happen that was depicted in the footage. My companion Dax did not murder Clara 247. We negotiated a deal with her. She did try to murder us. That part is accurate. She was sent to murder us and take our Starfinder pins are they called pins? I don't even remember what they're called. <laughs> Starfinder uh, medallion. Our Starfinder nickels. <laughs> uh, our Starfinder pins. Flare. I think they're called as flare. proof of our, as proof of our death, we handed them over to attempt a ruse. She left the rock with them alive. Curious. Do you know who put the hit out on you? No, she would not say who her buyer was. Though she did seem to indicate that she even did not know the identity of the buyer. Hmm. Perhaps your dealings with the Hardscrabble Collective and Astral Extractions, as well as the Downside Kings and the Level 21 crew, you made enemies somewhere in that fray. That is the only thing I can think of. Hmm. This is part of the danger of being a Starfinder. 
Though you are heralded by many, you are also haunted when you stick your noses in where some people think they don't belong. And does the Starfinder Society not offer protection for its members? Had I known there was someone coming after you, we would have put a stop to it. But whoever hired her must have been very good. I recommend that you have Starfinders on the lookout for the sale or movement of any of these pins throughout the station. This might be able to be traced back to the original buyer if she, in fact, did return here and was not killed before reaching the station. And I hope the replacements are free. Ah, yes. They're, they're very cheap. <laughs> he opens up a drawer. He's got like hundreds of them. <laughs> There's tchotchkes. Tchotchkes. <laughs> oh, my God. They have, a, they, have a, they have a bottle opener on one end. <laughs> Can I have two, please? I plan on faking my death twice in the next adventure. <laughs> Thank you. Sure. In the next book. Um, hmm. <laughs> What else did we find that's of relevance? Uh, um, well, there him? was there, there wasn't was a, there was a ancient technology. There was some sort of ancient yeah. technology that uh, I looked over, but I could not recognize. I didn't know the cultural significance of it, but it was definitely old. It was something outside of of the experience of uh, of the Pact Wars. That is for certain. Yes, yes, I did see some of that footage. I must admit, it was uh, common. It was available to all of us. It was broadcast. The nature of this device puzzles me in the room before you fought the Garagakal. I do encourage you to find out more. In the meantime, since I have access to the Starfinder Society's detailed databases, uh, there was a language on there, yes, that you couldn't read? There was something I could not interpret. Mm. Let's do a search for any prior appearances of the language displayed on the Drift Rock's displays. And as as he concludes his search, uh, he like energetically sc- scans over the findings, bobbing his head uh, appreciatively at first, but then his antenna, there. then their antennae uh, droop rather dejectedly. Uh, they look up. There is some good news. The Starfinder Society's linguistic database recognized many of the symbols you found on the Drift Rock, because this is not the first time they've appeared post-Gap. The bad news is that the source is highly unreliable. And as they say this, segments of their chitinous bodies scrape together in agitation. All that we have about these earlier texts comes from a man named Halkuyam Zan. Halkuim Zan, nearly three centuries ago, and it seems that no published studies of those texts have appeared since. According to these records, Zan's original findings were donated to the Kabarat University of Xenoarchaeology and Xenoanthropology on Castrovel hmm. shortly after his. Sheeran pauses while contemplating how best to phrase the sentence. Disruptive expeditions. Fortunately, the Society has numerous alumni from that university, and I can readily secure you a contact there and forward my personal recommendation to a few faculty members. Perhaps they can show you Zahn's notes and even take you to the original site so that you can search for more clues about whatever this drift rock once was. I must say, though you are tired... I do encourage you to find out more. After all, this is an excellent opportunity to uncover an extraordinary secret. And the answer might both earn you fame as explorers 
and unlock hitherto undiscovered technologies that could better the Pact Worlds. Hmm. Did you say Castroville? Yes. Um, you are from Castroville, yes? Yes, it's a place that I'm not ready to return to. I'll have to consider this deeply. Are you familiar with the university? Are you, have you been to Kabarat? No, my, my father was a miner, uh, far away from um, university life, so it, it would be new to me as well. So, a hundred years ago, PG actually studied at Castroville. Oh, or wow. Not, not 100 years, 115 years ago. Like, that's... Oh, maybe she studied at this university. And how, how long ago was Halkweem Zahn? Did he... Was he bouncing around? Um, three centuries ago. Oh. Hmm. Pre-PG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so believe... Back then they only had G. <laughs> huh. Hmm. I believe this is a strong lead. And because you have so far been at the forefront of this investigation, I think it's only proper that you have the right of first refusal to visit the university and lo- learn more, should you so choose. Sure, I could give this to other Starfinders, but I feel as if this would be well-suited for you and Dr. Friss, where you are concerned uh, of being seen here in ways that you did not want to be. Yes, I want to leave here. I want to leave here in secret as soon as we possibly can. You have no idea the amount of danger that I personally am in, and likely the rest of you too, if they know the people who don't, I don't want to find me if they find me. I have to go. Well, provided that the Cerisus repairs are completed post-haste, we could be on our way as soon as then. The ship is extremely damaged, Captain. I'm afraid it's going to take some time before it is... Yes, it's going to take a lot of work. Perhaps the society might be able to lend a hand there. No. Uh, we do have people that could offer you discounted rates, yes. Friends and family discount? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like having a triple-A card? Yeah. Show them this pin. He goes in another drawer. <laughs> 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 it's, it's, it includes a free car wash. <laughs> Any help you could give us to lower the cost or shorten the time of the repairs would be greatly appreciated. Yes, I will make arrangements. I agree that we all want to get off this station as soon as possible, especially considering that there must be a great deal of interest from Astral Extractions in what they have seen already on the broadcast. If, in fact, you say this language could lead to finding something of great value in technology... They will be racing after it as well. Yes, thanks to the broadcast of the Drift Rock exploration, it's only a matter of time before someone else beats the society to the prize. We must not let the astral extractions have control of these sorts of technologies. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. do, you any, do you have any questions for him about any of the stuff he was talking about? Um, I mean, what was he talking about? So he's talking about Castrovel, the, uh, the language. So the symbols appeared. This isn't the first time those symbols have appeared. Uh, they showed up in a text from a man named Halkoim Zan, who did some disruptive expeditions. Right, right. What, what was the nature the of these disruptive expeditions? Oh, hey, can I do, uh, like, a profession archaeologist check to s- see if I know who this person is? Yeah, you got profession archaeologist. Oh, I do, I do. Uh, that's a 15. 15. So, yeah, Halkoim Zan... He was basically a uh, 
and like a self-proclaimed explorer and archaeologist um, who traveled throughout the pack worlds, but he wasn't well respected. Yeah. Um, Triscus would tell you like he was a looter with a good press agent. He's like what's Indiana his name? Jones. Yeah, he was. <laughs> but I was thinking of the guy. Uh, what's his name? Who discovered Troy? The ruins of Troy. Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. The, the oh, oh, wait, there he is. The, I, I do feel the, rather ruined today. The person who found Troy sitting on the sidewalk this morning? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Heinrich, Heinrich Schliemann, yeah. Heinrich Schliemann. Uh, no, he, because he, he wasn't like a professional archaeologist, yeah. and he was a guy that just was just kind of fascinated with the thing, and he, he was... So he was a treasure hunter. Yeah, and I, I just love the whole concept of like the, the, the profession, like the professionals that loot and the professionals that, you know... Take it to a museum and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's just so it's a neat concept that, that this guy has a good PR, and so he's right. seen yeah. as this, you know, uh, high uh, archaeologist of high integrity. Right. Meanwhile, he's just a Said, no. I know this man. He is more Belloc than Jones. <laughs> <laughs> he is yes. a charlatan. He is a fake. He cared more about reaping the treasures out of. He cared nothing for the histories or cultures of the peoples. He was, a tomb, he was a tomb reader. Yes. I too, I too know this man. I, I used to find them very charming once. Once in, in my history, I used to find them very charming. Hmm. He published lurid gibberish like Pyramid People of Ukulam. <laughs> His articles were popular with the public, but for every diligent explorer they inspired, another two were unscrupulous treasure hunters who just wanted to blow things up and call it archaeology. You asked about the trouble he faced, his disruptive expeditions. Disruptive expeditions, you said. Well, different planets have different regulations for explorers. Zahn wanted to explore a site on the restricted continent of Ukulam, but when the authorities denied him passage, he went anyway. I believe they confiscated most of his findings, and the whole incident spurred a decade of restrictions on off-world explorers. Upon hearing all of this, PG recognizes so much of of things that she used to be part of, of uh, this sort of only explore to see for money and not necessarily for the cultural value. PG used to be a part of this scene? No, not Is necessarily. Yeah, this scene, but not necessarily this this man and this group. But this th- this is how she ended up in trouble, so to speak. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And he's a lot. He would have been older than you. How, many, how old is PG? Uh, well, she's around... Actual age, 45. Yeah. 45. So 145. <laughs> yeah, because he was 300 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, and you said it was in Cabaret? Cabaret, oh, the university. The capital. Yeah. Um, yes. His books were required reading when I was at university. But he was a poseur. I saw right through him. Chubana. I saw right through him. <laughs> yes. The Kabarat University of Xenoarchaeology and Xenoanthropology is one of the foremost institutions of higher learning for explorers and galactic ethnographers in the PAC worlds. In addition to training uh, many great archaeologists, the university maintains a staggering archive of artifacts, recordings, and other findings from throughout the system. Well, I'll tell you what, I would definitely be curious to check out what they have. I've always wanted to see what it was that he was able to actually find. Hmm. Yes, I Take can send you a copy here. He taps on his keyboard. I'm sending you all a digital copy. A digital copy. Uh, a <laughs> digital copy. Digital copy. Digital copy. <laughs> I'm sending you all a digital copy of Pyramid People of Ukulam. You'll uh, see that is a 
You see that it is a tardy travelogue that lauds the author's bravery as much as it describes the culture that built the sites using ample non-academic language such as exotic, savages, and time immemorial. It's oh, rubbish. So one of those yeah, guys. no, I've got it on my Kindle already. But information nonetheless. Um, as to you, PG, is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if your new friends here do choose to go on this expedition, would you be interested in joining them? Or is your time with them up? Um, well, I do find myself having no one left in this world. And so if. And I do believe that the Sarissa needs a mechanic. And yes, she certainly does. Yeah, her personality leaves a bit to be desired, but she is a talented mechanic. <laughs> she made all of her roles successful in the final battle. That is that is true. That's uh, the, rest the, team, the rest of the team, the rest of the team is uh, the least competent group. So I think it, I've ever met. So in order for this mission to be <laughs> successful, I do think it would be a good idea for you to hire me. So at least you have a tiny chance of succeeding. <laughs> Ooh, well then. You may consider yourself a Starfinder Society initiate. Well, perfect. No doubt your first-hand knowledge of the past will prove invaluable, not only to your compatriots, but to the society as well. And don't worry, I'll put together a reading list of some of the minor advancements in technology that have taken place over the last hundred years. Well, as long as I don't have to give up my name or anything personal about me, I'm happy to join as PG. Good, good, he... They tap a few keys again. Um, there is a postdoctoral student named Waylos who has worked with the society in the past. I will reach out to him and ask him to greet you when you land in Kabarat. Hmm. Whoa. <laughs> Just <laughs> was not expecting an <laughs> a, like archaeological expedition I'm to Castroville so, today. I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. It's I'm amazing. so glad I took profession archaeology yeah. <laughs> i mean it's really <laughs> perfect <laughs> yeah. um what do you guys know about castorville you want to roll a culture check here i well a lot of it is run by corporations for the most part but part of it is yeah you probably know a ton yeah. of it yeah. well it's beautiful right it's gorgeous it's gorgeous like it's like a it's garden shining, planet right? yeah it's beautiful yeah. so uh, basically the, a little history on on uh, on castorville like each of the three major species that inhabit the planet historically laid claim to one of the four great continents. So the telepathic Lushuntas govern Asana. Yep. The Chitinous Formians inhabit the colonies. That's Kitness, by the way. Kitness, excuse me. And the gate-building elves rule Suvirian. But the fourth continent, Ukulam, has never fallen under the control of any species for very long. Uh, and millennia ago, all three of the great powers came to an informal agreement that, like, no one would touch Ukulam. It's not going to belong to anyone. Uh, and even when, like, the Lushuntas and the Formians were fighting, Ukalam still remained largely untamed, honored as a nature preserve dedicated to the planet's beauty. And fighting and having to survive against these Formians, they're terrifying creatures, are yeah. why Lushuntas have psychic powers. They evolutionarily adapted in order to be able to sense them when they would attack. They fought in, like, so the cool. wilderness. Before technology happened, it was kind of like an Avatar-like planet. They were just, like, fighting against, like, the wilderness type of way, you know? And, and it's all sorry. Uh, go ahead. There you go. I think. Well, it's, it's basically. Uh, it's funny. It's kind of a, like based on a 1950s 
sci-fi notion of Venus. Like we, that's that's yeah, kind yeah. of the yeah. the, the uh, inspiration. Yeah, Eric Mona told us, and about it's the this. second yeah. planet from the sun. Yeah, Cash it's like it. every 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 planet in the Pact Worlds has a a, a Terran solar system uh, kind of parallel, hmm. and so that yeah, that's Castervel's parallel is Venus. So is it like a jungle planet? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, there are some like outposts along the coastline. Um, Oh, they were built a while ago, and only a handful of those are even occupied today. They serve as, like, refueling stations, scientific observatories, small joint military bases, and there's all these tales of, like, ancient societies that lived out in Ukulam, but no one was allowed to go out there. So this Zahn character just said, fuck it, and went out there and made these explorations, and he talks about all these creatures he met. So when you get to the university, you'll probably be able to find out more and maybe even have a, a... contact with a scholar who really knows what was going on in Ukulam. What, what I am a scholar. <laughs> what, of what ancestry or race or whatever we're calling it in Starfinder, I forget which, because now it's ancestry in, in the playtest. Right. Um, was Zahn. Was Zahn? Human, right? Human. human. Yeah. Yeah. What okay. about Waylos? Yeah, he was a scumbag, so obviously. Yeah, yeah. Obviously he's a human. <laughs> Waylos is a Lashunta. He has worked with us in the past, and I think you'll find him quite charming. Yeah, the Formians, well, they can't go to school because they're awful. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> holy cow. I, I forget how much intelligence they have, but they're, they're terrifying. Um, and then they probably wouldn't be an elf because the elves all keep to themselves. They're, like, really isolationists, so. Interesting. You mean in the universe or uh, in on Castroville? On Castroville. There, there's a... Society of elves, yeah, yeah, they kind of keep themselves old traditions and stuff. Even back in the Pathfinder setting, they had some of the elves had uh, portals that they would use to travel between the planets, and I think there was like a society of elves on Castorvel. Oh, cool! And they were probably much more advanced way back when. Uh, than the Lashunta are now. Yeah. Mm. Like, evolutionary speaking, it took a while for them to be as smart as they are to now. To catch up. How, yeah. how, how long is the lifespan of uh, Lashunta? Uh, it's standard. Okay. I believe. Hmm. <clears throat> so elves are the only ones still that are, like, living for a long-ass time? Dwarves. Well, yeah, dwarves do, too. Right. Dwarfs. Dwarfs. Let's talk about ship repairing ships. You did some uh, research <laughs> on this uh, before the episode, Joe. What, what have you got? Um... Well, there's two different uh, options. I mean, we're uh, docked in a space station, which gives us the option to pay for it and uh, get it uh, taken care of by professionals, which the GM just calls it cost and uh, time. But if you're out in space doing it yourself, which I guess could be somewhat of a guide for how long it's going to take and how much it's going to cost, it is 10 UPBs, universal polymer base. Polymer, yeah. It's 10 of those per hit point. Of damage. Oh, God. And how many hit points are you and down? And we are down 86 <laughs> <laughs> hit points. It is also... We did recover 500 UPBs on the Drift Rock. Yeah, so we have 500 UPBs. How many did you lose when the Hippocampus took off? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, we definitely had some uh, on the Hippocampus. We got three... Uh, we got five... Oh, we have 500 back from our mission with, from uh, the back office in the... Uh, I guess that was the... Uh, oh, in uh, Parani Nadaz. Yeah. Oh. You, you, we UPBs we recovered 300 UPBs that were in the Acreon's first room that we put that, probably put back on the ships. So we lost those. Yeah. So we got a lot of UPBs. So, so I, th- I think... got some UPBs. So I think we discussed this before. Oh, it might not cost us anything then. If we have that many UPBs. 
It wouldn't cost. But that's anything. also. But UPB that is cash too. Like each UPB is the equivalent of a credit. So it's like we are right. So spending right. The, the UPBs are basically you know this a uh, universal way to fix uh, your systems and the hull and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And yes, they're one for one for credits. Yeah. So I guess they're in the back of the Fusion Queen, even though they fix ships and other vehicles and stuff, because they are tradable like currency. Right. Mm-hmm. And it has the same value. So people will sometimes do deals just in UPBs. Yeah. Because they're always valuable to your equipment and stuff that you need. So, so Chase Kiss, uh says, I... I got a message back here. I can. It looks like we can get your ship fixed for six hundred UPBs. Oh, there we go. And we have it. We have. Okay. Um, oh, and no, sorry, oh, six hundred and one. And how long do you? And how long will the repairs take? Obviously, for various reasons, we are in a hurry to get off this station. One moment. I have the mechanic online. <laughs> he could have the ship ready for you by tomorrow afternoon. Oh, wow. Using That's drift, awesome. Using Great. drift travel, it could take up to 1D6 days to reach Castorville. <laughs> oh. oh. You see, it's so funny because I always picture these solar systems like they are in a textbook. Or like they are in, in like the really Starfinder close, book. Right. You know what I mean? But Day's yeah, trip. planets are that far away. They're very like, far apart. <laughs> yeah. Very, very, very far apart. And that means you have to enter the drift. Right. Oh, my Which is God. always a risk. Yeah, random chance. Yeah. Random encounters. No, Random encounters. Sh- she'll handle it. She'll handle it. <laughs> it's not the ship I'm worried about. It's the crew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pilot. Yeah. PJ, uh, PJ's like soft, softies. Um, <laughs> uh, well, that sounds pretty good. So we that gives us some time to go uh, confront Nor, I'm Ambassador Nor. Give a last Nor. Yep. Uh, and hopefully do a little shopping. Do a yeah, little shopping. I, was, I was just going to say, PJ's like, before we encounter this Nor, who seems to be a bit of an asshole, uh, I would like <laughs> to get... Armored. Yes. Armored up. Did the Starfinder Society offer us any money for this mission? Didn't we discuss this? Was there not a reward? <laughs> Typical O'Brien. Or was it, a, was it uh, all paid in advance? No, I, 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 actually I believe Gevelosk just offered you the money because he sent you out there to help sure. in his arbitration. Uh, the society was just like, no, you should totally do that because it'd be good for us. Okay. But I don't think he offered you any, Chiskis offered you any reward. But didn't he offer like a weekly 250 credits or something? I thought they. <laughs> I do think they they came up with something. Anyway, we we have time. I'll, I'll look. We it up can figure it out. next episode. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, off to give a last snore then. Yeah. Well, yeah. we should collect our money and then go shopping. Because yeah. he owes us money. Yeah. So off to give a last. money. Are you sure you want to go there unarmed? Oh, I'm bringing uh, my weapons. Uh, yeah, we have our yeah. weapons and our armor. Okay. So you guys do. Yeah. You, you don't have a, any weapons. You got a laser pistol. You don't, no, I've, I've you been in have... cryo for a hundred years. I haven't. Oh, oh, well, Dax will just like snap a laser pistol yeah, off the can, side yeah, of his yeah, thing, okay, flip I... it around, and hand it to you. Handle first. Yeah. Can you be like handle? Do you know how to use <laughs> an <this>? idiot handle? <laughs> yeah. You're a soldier, right? I know exactly. Yeah. Oh, I'm a soldier. I'm a soldier. <laughs> you hold the handle. <laughs> hold it by the handle <laughs> and point the end with a hole in it at whatever you want to die. <laughs> Stick it with the pointy end. No, but seriously, he'll be like. You ha- you have no you cannot be on Absalom Station unarmed, especially with the kind of attention we are gathering now. And, she, and he'll hand you the pistol. She'll take it with her tail and bow. She takes it with the tail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's and awesome. Then pistol whips you with it right in the head. <laughs> 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 All right, so you're gonna leave and make your way to Gavalask Nor. Yep. Gavalask. Okay. So you come outside of the 
Blue Rise Tower. Again, I could be making that up. But no, you're it's right. Blue Rise Tower. Blue and Rise Tower. Uh, there's a crowd gathered again. Oh, Someone geez. sent a tip oh. along. They knew you were coming out. Paparazzi. Everyone's just like, yeah. <laughs> Pictures <laughs> everywhere. Blinding uh, lights. Uh, everybody roll a perception check. <laughs> Dax is so terrible at perception. Ooh, 23. Ooh, 17. 24. 8. 8. Did you beat 21? 21. 21. Uh, PG and Dr. Friss, as you're standing, the crowd is starting to, like, come up on you, and there aren't uh, guards there to, like, hold them back, so you're kind of getting surrounded. And PG and Dr. Friss, you notice there is a small uh, humanoid creature amongst the crowd, and it has something in its hand that looks like a syringe. Oh, no. jumps out at Dr. Friss. <gasps> oh, my God. What? We'll see you next oh, time. Oh, no. Kill the child! It's it's flu season, take this! Androids and Aliens is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Dead Sons is copyright 2017. Dead Sons and the Starfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. 